So just turning 7.34, one major hurricane after another approaching North America and the Caribbean, but Texas is still dealing with the aftermath of its devastating storm, known worldwide as Harvey, which has claimed 70 lives, at least 18 people still missing, plus all the other public health risks that have been surfacing. They include chemical pollution in Houston as the city's packed with some 450 petrochemical plants, And we are hearing that seven members of the Texas Emergency Services are suing a chemical factory rocked by explosions and fires after this uh, took place. Um, Lawyers allege that uh, negligence caused flammable materials to ignite near Houston. uh, And they are actually claiming more than a million dollars in damages. Uh, Awful after effects of being exposed to these chemicals. Let's bring in Dr. Elena Kraft, Senior Health Scientist at the Environmental Defence Fund based in Houston. Good morning to you. Thank you very much for speaking with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Can we just briefly talk about what would be an efficient disaster management system and and what maybe has gone wrong here? Well, um, in the case of the Arkema facility, uh, management was extraordinarily difficult because emergency responders actually did not have information about the amount uh, and location of hazardous materials uh, that were that was stored at the facility. Right. Um, experts say lessons learned from previous disasters made a difference though generally with floodgates installed around hospitals to make sure their power stayed on um, and and you know, children being airlifted to neighbouring hospitals, that sort of thing. So so there was something going right there, but not entirely, clearly. That's right. Um, and, you know, in most cases, uh, the management system worked efficiently. I think um, uh, there were over 100,000 outages, power outages, um, although when you think about the size of Houston, that was uh, relatively few people. Um and I think that uh, first responders did an excellent job of, of attending to people given the difficult circumstances. Um, obviously, we had uh, flooding that had been unprecedented, um, over uh, 500 uh, trillion pounds of, of water that actually uh, caused the crust of the earth to depress by two centimeters. So apparently early on August 31st, um, we started getting explosions, this Arkema plant near Houston that we referred to before, um, we we saw that when officers were immediately exposed to fumes, they began to fall ill in the middle of the road. That's what the lawsuit filed in Harris County Court on Thursday claimed. That That's uh, pretty damning, isn't it, and worrying about the sort of chemicals that people might be being exposed to. Can you elaborate a little bit further on that? Well, I think that's one of the uh, very issues that we've been tracking across the region has been hazardous air pollution. Uh, We have had over 4 million pounds of air toxics released in the region due to uh, storm-related events happening at facilities uh, due to startup and uh, shutdown activities as well as obviously damage uh, in situations like the the Arkema facility as well. So there are a lot of a lot of facilities um, and a lot of, of air emissions uh, emissions that you know um, mostly go unseen. Honestly, do you fear that the the death toll and the injuries that have been reported so far the the sheer havoc is is just the start. Then, with with also fears of uh, diseases, mosquito-borne diseases emerging in the coming months. 
Certainly. Uh, floods obviously bring water. Uh, some of that water can remain stagnant for a long period of time, providing adequate breeding grounds for mosquitoes, which in turn uh, increases the risk for vector-borne diseases. Obviously, uh, with Zika and um, some of the, the other diseases that we've seen, uh, we are uh, public health officials are, are obviously very concerned. Can we learn from what happened with Hurricane Katrina more than a decade ago to, to both be ready for what might come and, and, well, know what we're in for as well? I think uh, there were lessons learned. I think um, this uh, Hurricane Harvey was, was handled in um, a much more organized and efficient way than than after uh, Hurricane Katrina. Um, there are lots of, of concerns uh, ongoing uh, with regard to the toxics in the water and the air. Uh, also, uh, mold is, um, is a very big concern, especially in homes that, that uh, had been flooded. Obviously, a natural disaster is so- something that we have to prepare for, but at the same time, it's, it's difficult uh, initially to point the finger at people to, to assign blame. But um, what what do cities need to do to, to, to ensure that the effects of the aftermath are as limited as possible when we're trying to assess the legal uh, culpability here? Well, I think it's important to understand that um, we're dealing with a, a new reality. We're seeing these storms happen more frequently. They're more violent, um, and they cause uh, more damage than they ever have. And so that requires a new level of sophistication in terms of emergency response, emergency management, and uh, public health. So one of the things that we are looking to do in in the Houston region is to establish an environmental health registry so that out of the devastation that this storm brought, um, we can learn something perhaps about um, uh, threats to to public health that that might not be uh, very obvious. Are you more concerned at this point about the um, what you might call natural diseases versus the chemical impact the the high levels of benzene that the uh, new york times reported in a in a houston neighborhood um and other long-term effects associated with that kind of contaminant you know houston is is a very unique uh, situation obviously we have an extraordinarily high density of industrial facilities and uh, we've already seen reports actually of of mercury uh in uh, near flooded superfund sites so sites that are, are highly contaminated. Um, I think the immediate uh, uh, health threat is, is probably uh, some sort of combination of, of water and air exposures with uh, obviously um, some of the vector-borne diseases uh, factoring in. Um, those, I think, will take a little more time uh, to, uh, to be realized um, but, yes, obviously all of it is, is a major public health threat. What about water and, and land and the implications of, of that food and water supply that people need to survive going forward? 
Well, um, I think that um, really speaks to some some of the lessons learned. There were uh, several wastewater treatment facilities that flooded, um, and so were unable to provide clean drinking water to communities. Um, that required, obviously, a special uh, uh, effort by emergency responders to address those needs and to uh, supply uh, clean water to, to communities that, that didn't have it. We've seen in that court document that I referred to before, uh, I mean, when it talks about police officers doubled over vomiting, unable to breathe, medical personnel um, also in attempts to provide assistance to others becoming overwhelmed, also gasping for air um, and falling immediately ill. Is that the sort of problem that might also be associated with long-term damage or, or would that be more like chronic poisoning? Uh, sorry, not chronic, acute poisoning. Well, obviously, dizziness, headaches, uh, nausea, uh, passing out are, are obviously acute effects, but uh, that, those acute effects um, contribute to someone's long-term uh, body burden of, of toxics. So um, some of the longer-term effects could include things like uh, compromised immune system, uh, development of cancer, perhaps, um, and so we, we're can considering sort of the cumulative um, impact of, of the exposure. But when we're talking about 450 petrochemical plants, this is one plant. Uh, is this just the beginning, do you think, for the, uh, the, the, the legal implications, but also the health effects? Well, uh, when the, the storm happened, um, the uh, state environmental agency had actually taken down uh, several of the air quality monitors in the region to protect them uh, from storm damage. And uh, we actually, our organization, Environmental Defense Fund, sent out a mobile uh, unit to take uh, samples around the region. And I have to tell you that Every major facility that we've visited um, where we've taken air samples, we've found elevated concentrations of compounds uh, that are toxic, that are higher than they should be, and that do present at some level a, a public health risk. Yeah, we should point out that Arkema denies failing to warn of the dangers of breathing the smoke, so we're going to have to watch that uh, legal case closely. Just before we let you go, Dr. Croft, are there any other health effects that we need to be watching out for or any other environmental message that you'd like to share because this is one major disaster after another with uh, Hurricane Irma drawing all these headlines now uh, and Hurricane Jose in its wake. It's it's just remarkable, isn't it, that the, this powerful series of storms? It is. Um and I think one of the things, one of the messages that I, I think is, is crystal clear is that there are those in the community who are more vulnerable and more susceptible to the impacts, uh, both public health, financially, uh, psychologically, um, from these kinds of storms. And so special attention uh, needs to be given to environmental justice communities uh, because these are the communities that are least well equipped to manage um, the suite of uh, challenges, obviously, that come from, from these storms. Obviously, with these storms happening uh, more frequently and with more intensity, I think this, this issue is, is only going to get larger. 
It seems to be an excellent point. We, we say that natural disasters don't discriminate, but um, the aftermath does seem to discriminate that those who are less well-off continue to be less well-off. Um, Dr. Kraft, thank you very much for speaking with us today. Thank you very much. Dr. Eleanor Kraft, Environmental Defence Fund. I don't know how well pre- prepared we are here in South Korea. I know there are a number of drills carried out throughout the year to, to get ready for various... Um, situations including earthquakes which sometimes people scoff at because we don't really see powerful earthquakes on this peninsula but we did see unusually powerful ones in the last few months so maybe we need to start taking more seriously uh, protecting our own chemical plants which are occasionally subject to explosions and accidents anyway so it's something that uh, you can't really be too cautious about you can tweet us right now at efm this morning and again texas panda shop 1013 for 51 per message